Hey everybody, welcome to Theocentric with Nick and Michael. I'm Nick. And I'm Michael. And uh, we are doing things a little differently right now. We are recording via Zoom and uh, mm-hmm. we're, doing our, we're doing our very best to practice good social distancing. So uh, that's good times. Yes, we are, we are playing pretend. We acted like there was bumper music and it was kind of like a countdown, three, two, one, go. So that was fun. That was going to be great. You guys are going to hear the actual bumper music. So you'll, yeah. you'll have the more, uh, you know, produced version. Um, but won't that's... Even, won't even notice. That's right. You guys won't even know. You'll, you'll just think that it's like the normal thing, except that uh, we are not broadcasting live on crossover. We are doing this more in the traditional podcast format right now. So... But it's good stuff. Um, we want to do the best we can to be good citizens during this time. And um, so we are recording the audio podcast. And uh, who knows, we may, we may post the video too if things, are, uh, if things come across well enough with the Zoom uh, recording. So we'll see. Um, but this is all a new territory. And we're just welcoming you guys into our grand experiment basically right now. Thank so, you. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah, so uh, Michael, how are things going, man? What's 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 new? How is your family holding up to this uh, pandemic? How are you holding up? We we are doing well. See, here's the thing. So my wife is, you know, categorized as an extrovert. I am categorized as a people loving introvert. So uh, I love people, um, and I just love Laura. Loves this much of people. And I love this much of people. And so there's like, I still love people in this empty area over here. I just want to love them at a natural, normal social distance that I've been implementing for 29 years. And so, you know, this, this is, this whole thing's uh, not necessarily new to me, but it definitely is. So um, man, things are actually going well um, as you and I see each other from a distance a lot. Um, Uh, I tell you about things. And so my whole thing right now is that I don't have a medical mask that I wear out in public, but everywhere I've gone so far, whether that's Walmart or a gas station or what have you, I have a little like bank robber mask. It's uh, from Sunday, Sunday cool. If you don't know Sunday cool, check out Sunday cool on Instagram or uh, coolcarl.com or something like that. But I have a little Sunday cool, like bank robber mask that I wear when I'm riding my motorcycle. And so I love walking into a gas station with that on and just staring at people and not talking. So that's fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun that that's socially acceptable right now. I would say that's one of the positives of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that. So it's, it's quite amusing. Um, but I literally told the, uh, a cash register at a store, um, uh, that, uh, I literally said, I feel like a bank robber as the old lady, older lady that's standing right next to me waiting in line is also wearing something very similar. Cause she doesn't have a medical mask. I was like, eh, we're all just a bunch of bank robbers at this point. <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, I thought about this, the whole bandana thing because, um, it's kind of cool. I mean, like, you know, you wear, you can wear a bandana and a cowboy hat and some jeans and some boots and like how much more Oklahoma can you get? Man, especially with the open carry laws, you could literally dress like an old Western bank robber and it'd be completely acceptable and nobody could do anything. <laughs> no doubt. You're six shooter on your side. Um, yeah, that, 
is pretty hilarious. So yeah, I actually just ordered a couple of medical grade like uh, respirator masks. So that'll wow. be fun for my wife and I, because um, I figured why not. And uh, if you hear my kids in the background, it's because my kids are in the background because you know hey. we're at home. And if you hear cars, it's because I live next to a street and my windows are open because it's nice outside. So there you go. Um, so you're getting, you're getting all the, all the, the ambiance, you know, right now of me recording at home. But anyway, yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited about the, uh, about getting the respirator masks that actually have like, like they have the filters that go inside. Like it's supposed to be made of like carbon fiber. Uh, and then you slide a, um, a cotton filter inside it and everything is washable. So it's going to be, that'll be fun. I mean, the good thing is after Corona is done, I can use it for woodworking. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, that's valid. I, uh, the furthest that I think I'll end up going is we have rolls of gauze. And I think that I'll take those uh, biker masks and I'll just like put the gauze inside there, maybe run a stitch or two. And so I, it should work. It should work. I don't know. Epic. Downright epic, my friend. Man, what I love, what I love is that, uh, <laughs> man, Sorry, this I'm... is, no, you're good. The reality I... of. <laughs> yeah, I've told, I've told them several times, you know, to not come in here, but you know, they don't listen. I have a benefit right now. My kids are, one's down for a nap and the other one is uh, playing with my wife and the other one is, is out of the house right now. And so it's actually pretty quiet right now. So I'm good. Normally you would hear the, the, the screaming and the crying and the, the typical banter. And you know what? That's what's crazy is that we're not unique in that. You know, the reality, people working from home, being on serious calls and <laughs> Yeah, I've told my kids about five times to go outside and play, and because um, it's like the first nice day in a while, and for some reason they're um, they're not registering this. <laughs> what I love is the, especially if we post this video when Nick gets a serious face on. <laughs> I, you got to tell them. You got to let the kids know. You have to have authority. You gotta. You yeah. got to be authoritative. And they don't believe it if you have a, if you have a smile on your face. You got to be serious. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, oh, good, good. good times, man. I mean, raising, raising children and, uh, and, and they've been cooped up like, you know, like most days we've been doing a lot of outside play, but like the last couple of days, it was really cold outside. So we haven't been outside. So that's been um, a problem quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I felt the most cooped up when it was 30 something degrees outside yesterday. So <laughs> Yeah, but so I have been doing something fun like last night we we've been watching some classic movies on Disney Plus and we watched The Love Bug. Have you ever seen that movie, Michael? No. No. It's so great. It's uh are you familiar with Herbie the Volkswagen Bug? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's like the first Herbie movie. Um huh. and it is great we had a lot of fun the kids really enjoyed that and uh um and you know i like car movies and it's also funny so it's really a pretty good combination when did that when did that come out about what time do you think that came out 1967 for that one ah uh, yep i uh 
I haven't watched a whole lot of old movies. I actually, we haven't watched a whole lot of movies. It hasn't been out of the norm for us. We don't have any like subscriptions other than Amazon Prime. So, yeah, we've got Amazon, we've got Disney, and Hulu. I think like Hulu comes with our with our uh, cell phones, but uh, uh, but yeah, the one we 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 use the most of is that Disney Plus. Man, that that stuff's pretty good. Yeah, I've is that where you're watching all this stuff on is on Disney Plus. Yeah, lots of old Disney movies and. You know, most everything on there is pretty family friendly for the for the most part. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not not a hundred percent, but but most everything yeah. on there, it's better than Netflix. I, I got rid of Netflix because I got tired of all the junk that's on there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy. Spotify came out with, um, and I know this is a little off topic. We're supposed to be talking about loving our neighbors and stuff, but Spotify came out with their like Spotify Kids version, and yet like. Seriously, so my son, my 10-year-old son has had uh, a branch off of our, our family Spotify account and everything's been fine. Like he, you know, he's got his own playlist and everything's good and I supervise it and monitor it. Well, then they came out with the Spotify kids and so we click on it, click his age range and immediately as soon as it downloads, all we get is Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift and Beyonce's boobs all over his cell phone. I'm sitting there with my 10-year-old son and all these women are like barely concealing their chests. And I'm just like, we actually had to go back to the adult version of Spotify because it was cleaner. That was so confusing. I don't know how they get away with that, but YouTube kids wow. has been good. Yeah. YouTube kids has been solid. Yeah. But, yeah. It's crazy, man. So, so yeah, uh, on that topic of loving, loving our neighbors, <laughs> this man, it is such a, it's such a strange time, you know, and I, uh, I'll just recount a little bit of, of, of my morning to you guys. It, it's, it is Sunday. We're recording this on Sunday. It's Palm Sunday, which is a pretty special day in the church uh, calendar as it yeah. sign- signifies Jesus coming into Jerusalem on his way, you know, essentially to the crucifixion. And, uh, and then to of course, resurrection Sunday that we'll celebrate next week. But uh, I wanted, we wanted to do something, you know, my, my uh, co-pastor Dwight Kunkel and I, we wanted to do something for people just to, just to help, people celebrate even though everyone's distanced from from one another right now and so uh, Dwight came up with a really cool idea of ordering palm branches from the local florist right down the street from us and then we would just pass them out to people and so I had probably um, 20 or 30 palm branches and uh, and Dwight passed a ton of them out yesterday so this morning before I left to go uh, do the live stream with our uh, tech team and our worship leader up at the church building. Um, I had written up a note and printed that and walked around and just left a note about the hope of Christ and what Palm Sunday represents for people and uh, laid palm branches. You know, most houses I left a couple of them, especially if they had kids and, uh, and just that note and with my phone number and just if anybody needs anything, prayer or help to give me a call. So that was, I decided, Hey, that was a cool way to start off my Palm Sunday. So that's what I did this morning before I went. And, uh, and you know, again, just, just thinking of ways that we can be creative because like, I, you know, I, I didn't knock on anybody's door. Um, I didn't want to be awkward when everybody's trying to be socially distant, but yeah. just doing that, leaving something with a note and just basically saying, Hey, someone gives a rip about you was yeah. And I do pray for my neighbors, by the way, like I, I pray for every one of the homes on my street, you know, um, and the street around the corner and, 
um, the street that runs adjacent to my house. I, I pray for pretty much all the neighbors around me by name, usually at least once a week. So when I say I'm praying for you, we really are in our house and um, we want people to know that. So just, you know, that's, that was one thing that we've done. Um, so I'm sure that that's something that a lot of people could come up with something similar. And I know you guys have done a similar thing as well, Michael, if you want to maybe tell about what you guys have been doing to bless your neighbors. Yeah, it's, it's very similar because you have to, you have to think through it very well because you have some people that, that um, don't understand the weight of the situation and then other people that take the situation way out of context and, and, and freak out and everything like that. So you have, you got to try to find that, that middle ground. And so what we've been doing is, is similar. We didn't do palm branches and stuff, although seriously, that's like a brilliant idea. I didn't, I wouldn't know. I didn't even think about that, but what we've been doing is um, at Oikos church. Um, OKC, we have um, simply just as gospel families um, we have been literally just getting these little gift bags from like Dollar Tree and we've just been putting like cheap gifts in there that are very relevant. And so like last time we did the, um, the hand soap and then with a card that simply said that we genuinely are praying for you. We want to hear from you. If you have any needs, we drop it off on their porch. We don't ring the doorbell. We don't knock. We don't wave. We simply just get in, get out. Um, and, and, and we actually wore rubber gloves when we were dropping it off just cause, just in case they saw us on their, like their, their ring doorbell or something, but we don't want to be, uh, you know, disrespectful in that fashion. And so that's what we did. And this week, um, we're actually this upcoming Wednesday, we are handing out, uh, more bags, but this time we're doing a roll of toilet paper each. So. Dude, you're a high roller. If you can afford that toilet paper these days, high toilet paper roller, <laughs> we're just, we'll just give them like, um, a reusable washcloth and be like, Hey, you can uh, wash this. <laughs> Uh yes. Going back I know, to the old way. I know some of the uh like South African countries and stuff like that. I heard a missionary talking about how uh him and his wife uh moved there and one of the biggest hurdles for his wife was knowing that they didn't supply they don't have toilet paper in that area. And so everybody shakes each other's hands with their right hand because their left hand is their butt wiping hand. And so when you go to the outhouse to squat in the hole, um, you bring a bucket of water because you dip your hand in the water, wipe and then dip it again and shake it off. And so uh, that was, <laughs> that was interesting. I was like, Hey, we're almost there. Yuck. That's, that would not be my favorite either. No. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I would not be down with that. So I think that, I mean, that, that's a, I mean, that's a really creative, you know, way to, to reach out to people as well. I mean, you're giving them some things that they, that they really need right now and that uh, are high commodities. You know, it's even though toilet paper is not rare, it feels like it is because everyone bought it all. (laughs) But, um, but even like I went to Sam's the other day and there still was no toilet paper. Paper towels had returned. Paper towels had made their return, but, but toilet paper was, there was still no toilet paper. I mean, which is just, it's crazy to walk at Sam's in the section that is just this giant toilet paper section and there to be literally nothing there. Completely empty. I went to Sam's the other day to pick up toilet paper because we were out and I came home and I came home with the industrial like on cue 7-Eleven bathroom toilet paper rolls. And so they're literally the size of a basketball <laughs> sitting next to our toilet. And you know what? Actually, besides the fuzzies, when you go to rip it off, 
Like we've barely even used it. This thing's going to last us. This may be a norm for us now. Like it's shown me. (laughs) You ought to buy the dispenser, you know, to install up on your wall. We go through so much toilet paper here that I I am genuinely considering installing the commercial grade dispensers in our bathrooms. Uh, One thing, my my wife's going to kill me, but but she does not change the toilet paper. (laughs) When it runs out, she'll just put the toilet paper on top and leave an empty roll and just leave it there. And this way she never has to change the toilet paper. It just, it'll never run out for like every six months. We'll replace it. It's perfect. You've literally (laughs) Uh, solved multiple problems with this and you're, you've got a baby girl on the way. So trust me, your toilet paper usage is about to increase exponentially. Yeah. Boys, little boys don't use toilet paper. Like that's, they just, cause they don't wipe, you know? And so it's just a, it just, their, their underwear is their, toilet paper <laughs> so it's true it's true i even uh, anyways uh i won't name drop but but yeah and so i know but girls will i mean they use way too much so <laughs> yeah it's impressive how much we go through around here but you know like it seems like a silly thing it's a small thing but just saying hey here's a roll of toilet paper when toilet paper is hard to find is that's super kind and i think people really yeah. respond well to things like that just random acts of love, you know, that are, that, that seem small and insignificant, like a palm branch with a note, you know, it seems small and insignificant, you know, a roll of toilet paper, all those things seem so small, but I think right now, any way that we can tell people, Hey, someone actually cares about your well being, And, um, you know, I think people just feel a lot of people just feel super isolated right now. And that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that, you know, something that I've been thinking about is like, and again, this kind of goes back to our last one or two podcasts is that how, like, how can you, I mean, we're coming up with like a few different creative ways, but like what I have seen is just the, I have seen one side in which when you're out with people, people are very in a rush, in a hurry, and they're scared. um, And they are, they're very uh, self-centered and that sounds like I'm, I'm calling them self-centered, but they're centered on self and, and, and focused on task and they're ignoring the people around them. Um, there you find rarely find uh, friendly people now, you know, in Oklahoma, I mean, it's like, how do y'all open the door for you? Like I'll wait on you. No, no big deal. But like now it's just like no conversation. Nobody wants to have a conversation. And so it's like, there's a lot of people that plan their outings. They get in, get out, get back home, lock the door, shut the lights off because they're scared. Um, and so how do we infiltrate that by letting them know we love them and we're praying for them and we want to serve them by, while respecting this whole situation? I don't know. It's just something that we're still, I'm still even wrestling with, you know? Yeah, it requires a, a different level of creativity, I think, and intentionality that, uh, that I think a lot of people of course are looking at this and only focusing on the difficulty and the inconvenience of it all. And it is inconvenient and it is difficult and it's, it's, it's greatly annoying me. You mentioned, you know, earlier the extroverts being, yeah, this is obnoxious to me. Um, you know, I'm with your wife in that camp. I mean, I can handle, like, I'm not one of those, like I I am more extroverted, but I'm also like, I'm okay with being by myself. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, um, extremely extroverted. I'm, I'm probably kind of like in the middle, but like, I like to be around people. I like to socialize and, um, you know, thinking about how to connect 
just requires a different level of creativity right now. So what I've been thinking is there's a positive aspect of this because the fact that we're having to think creatively means that we have had to, we're having to adapt. And I think those skills that we're learning now will actually be a benefit to us when all of these things go away. So if we're learning to adapt, we're learning to, to connect with people and help people to make connections during a time like this. That's super positive for the future for us to be able to, I think, be stronger as the church of Jesus, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's something that, that we, you and I have, have said over the last couple of weeks is that this idea that the church will not, um, can't look the same. It's not like when the ban, in a sense, the ban, the, 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 the request from the government is lifted um, and we can start gathering in groups again. Um, it's not like we're going to be like, yippee, back to our old traditional ways. You can't. Um, we're going to be talking about this for the rest of our lives and it's going to carry on into history, um, just like the Spanish flu. And it's just, um, it's, it's insane because it's going to change the way pastorally, like the pastors and elders and, and apostles um, of, of our churches, um, it's going to change the way we think. It's, and, and everything like that. And so if you, if we weren't already a missional church, we've become a missional church because that's all we have. Um, I mean, we have Facebook and, and these live stream stuff, but that's, that's all we have. But then um, if we've been a missional church, um, we get to be challenged missionally um, and, and do exactly what you're just saying. And so um, I think the, I think the collaboration such as like zoom, which what we're recording on has been very beneficial to me um, because um, this palm branch idea, right. Um, and, and all these other ideas that I've heard from all of the, these church planters and pastors um, have been great ideas. I've needed that. I've needed that community. So one of the things I'm grateful for is this, is this, um, is the internet <laughs> at this time, but yeah. No doubt technology is really coming in clutch right now. Um, and I, I had been spending less time on social media and stuff like that. But like now I'm like, wow, this is, I'm really glad for social media at this moment because it is a way yeah. to connect. Although I am getting a little tired of people pontificating, but, um, but, but I love the opportunity to connect with people, even though we're sort of in this stuck place right now. And I, I find that to be really, really amazing that, we live in a time like this where we can have these interactions. Um, so that's really cool. And that's, you know, again, create creative ways to connect with people and be a good neighbor. I mean, you can, you could organize a community zoom, uh, yep. chat, you know, that, that'd be yep. a really cool thing or even a community Facebook group. Somebody in my neighborhood created a next door group, uh, for people who, live in our neighborhood and um, are looking for ways to bless, to bless people, which I thought was super cool. So of course I joined mm -hmm. that and, uh, and I'm excited about opportunities to serve people. You know, there are a lot of people, whether you know it, you know, whether you, you know it, um, you know, I'm going to try to say this the right way, whether you <laughs> actually realize it or not, there are people around you who have been laid off from their job um, yep. you know, there's, I think something like 700,000 or something jobs I saw that got, they've been furloughed or something crazy. It may, it may not have been that quite that high of a number, but it is a lot. I, I saw, I saw a huge number of, of, uh, uh, you know, jobs that have been lost in the last month, month or so. And, uh, you know, 
how do we serve people, you know, who, who need help right now, who need to be loved. And those are all areas I think where we as Christians can swoop in and be a blessing and help somebody. And, um, and honestly doors for the gospel are being opened through all of that right now. So, you know, we just want to encourage really the, the point of an episode like this is, is for us to encourage the body of Christ to think outside of the box that we've known for the past, you know, several hundred years. I mean, granted there have been pandemics that interrupted church life before the, you mentioned the Spanish flu earlier. I mean, the bubonic plague is a great example. And, and by the way, there wasn't just one black plague. It, it, it happened several times and continues to happen in certain places around the world. But yeah. somebody, a friend of mine had shared a uh, quote from Martin Luther and during his days, there was a, um, a flare up of bubonic plague around where he lived and they had to isolate and he had some, it was really interesting to read what he wrote during that time. So the church is, there's a history of the church responding and responding really well to pandemics and loving people through it. You know, it was, yeah. it, it, it's something that we have thrived on because it's the heart of Jesus for people. And, um, one of the things I talked about in my sermon this morning was that, um, that, love is not just about not hurting people. It's about doing what's good for people. And so there's an active element to loving people. And so I would really encourage you, anyone listening to this to consider what does it look like to actively pursue the good of those around you? And that's showing people the love of Jesus. And even if it comes at a personal cost to you, uh, that's even more like Jesus. Exactly. That sacrificial love. It's easy for us to love when we're loved. It's easy for us to give when we've been given uh, just on a horizontal way, but in a vertical way, looking at Christ and him sacrificially giving his life in uh, as a life debt um, to pay our life debt that we uh, were to pay, um, you know, that should cause us to, to bless um, uh, sacrificially, it comes. Uh, I'm something from the the saturate uh, field guide um, tonight. Uh, I'm meeting with my what we call a gospel family, which is uh, just um, we'll have we'll have multiples multiples of gospel families as our church continues to grow. Um, but meeting with my gospel family tonight, we're going to go over our our rhythms. We have you know six rhythms a lot that comes from the saturate stuff. But um, and something they have is is the bless idea, and it says to bless means we intentionally display God's grace through words, through gifts and actions. Followers of Jesus believe we've been blessed with unmerited favor and provision and see our own blessings as a means God uses to bless others. We don't truly own anything yet have more than we could have dreamed. So we use God's resources for God. Um, and just that using God's resources for God's, there's a lot of Christians and a lot of people that are probably listening even right now that they don't have bukus of money in their account. Uh, they may not have any matter of fact, they may, uh, not have, you know, like literally be negative in their account. And yet there are so many ways in which we can bless our neighbors. I've had so many good gospel conversations and just conversations, uh, with neighbors 
that I haven't been able to have because they're home and I'm home and on our curbs, we're able to talk across the street or uh, come within about, you know, 10 to six feet from each other and have conversations. Cause not only do we both have time and we're not, neither one of us are busy. Um, but, uh, be, but we both want it. We want that There's, there's going to be a massive longing for that social gathering um, once this is all done and it's going to be, it's going to be absolutely awesome. And so you may not have materialistic things in the sense, of money, but your words as a child of God, um, oftentimes bless people more can bless people more than money. And so just give, giving people your time instead of locking yourself up, keep your distance, respect that, but just giving people your time in your ear, listen, you know, the things that I've, things that I've had to be more intentional about. So just sharing. Excellent. Lots of good thoughts. We're about out of time for today, but we appreciate everybody so much for checking in to what's going on here at Theocentric and we will continue to put out a weekly podcasts as much as we possibly can for you guys and uh, thanks to technology and the fact that I just upgraded my internet and uh, my speed test earlier told me I had 150 megabytes per second download speeds and almost 100 megabytes per second upload speeds means we can probably pull this off so um, it's uh, it's working out but uh, we are definitely um, wanting to continue to be here for you guys and so we'll continue exploring topics on what it means to love people during this time and maybe um, we'll also have some thoughts on some things maybe the Lord is saying during these yeah. times but what we're hearing God say and we would love for you guys to uh, check in with us as well so uh, you can uh, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is to email me my um, my email is nick at newcovenantokc.org uh, or, of course, you can find me on the Twitter, um, just at Nick Tarter, N-I-C-K-T-A-R-T-E-R. And, uh, Michael, what would be the West? Like the sauce. Yeah, that's right. Like what the would be sauce. the best way for people to get a hold of you, good sir? Honestly, yeah, I kind of miss the whole Facebook Live thing just because I get to see people jump on here and comment. And so, like, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, want to seriously, like I said this, I think maybe the last show and even the short show before that. Like, if you've got some crazy ideas on how you're like training some like honing pigeons and tying messages on there, spraying them down with Lysol and sending them across the street, like I want to hear those types of stories. I genuinely do. And so, like, email me at uh, Michael A Wilson at Boycost church.com um it's actually oikoschurchokc.com so it's about this long if you type it out on the screen so it's kind of obnoxious uh, or or twitter uh at michael wilson in the aw um, so that'll be good i want to hear you i want to hear what you guys think awesome well thanks again for checking in today we will be talking to you guys again very very soon um so yeah god bless god bless